maybe we should say, do you know who you're listening to? Because we haven't been on air for a while. <laughs> my name is Cleo O'Flynn and... And my name is Janet Anscombe and I'm in the mountains and Cleo is not. And it's so good to be back. Because we are the purveyors, producers, creators of what evolved from COVID cast into Canary cast. Um, we started broadcasting in April, I think, Janet. Yes, March, yes. And what we yes. tried to do up until October was bring people up to date news and what was happening. We're both based in the south of Tenerife, so we were bringing you local and regional news about COVID cast to begin with, about restrictions. And then it kind of evolved into just general Canary news as COVID became less of a singular headline, I suppose is one way to put it, because it hasn't gone away, as we all know. And yeah. then we had to stop. Now, the reason we had to stop, first of all, was because I had a fairly serious back operation. Um, had I am now Titanium Girl, just that is my new superhero name. <laughs> because my spine is half titanium now. I, I haven't gone through an airport yet, so I don't know how what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> and we just, because we, we were kind of, they're two-handers, Janet, we thought it was best to just take a little break. Indeed, that's right. It, it was just easier to take a break during a summer, which really has passed so many people by. I think people are looking at the year and thinking, okay, so there was January, February, March, then March, 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 and it was March all the way. <laughs> we marched through the rest of 2020. through. <laughs> exactly. So not much happened anywhere this summer, I think. And lo and behold, here we are in November and very little has changed. And still. tomorrow's it, the 1st of December. Tomorrow's. And tomorrow is the 1st of December. My and goodness. can I just explain as well? I mean, a lot of people who know me know that I do work. I am an employee of Adeche Town Hall. I work in the communications department and I love my job. I adore my job. And one of the things I love doing is being able to help people, whether it's getting their padron changed, getting their travel certs, helping people register. Um, I haven't been able to do that because I did not know that uh, my recovery would take so long, but apparently for a spinal fusion operation, this is normal. So I'm not back at work, guys. Um, and I probably won't be in the office until the end of this year, beginning of next year, because the doctors want me to make a full recovery. However, we have decided that we're going to do a couple of independent podcasts for December, which are not necessarily, well, they're not part of the Adeche Town Hall output. Just to clarify that, Janet. Yeah, the, it's just you and me for the time being, and you as Titanium Girl. I mean, I, I've just got Katy Perry going around in my head now, <laughs> Titanium. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll carry on doing this. And I like the fact that for the moment it's Christmas cast because we are, as you say, we're in December from tomorrow. And it was the first advent of Sunday yesterday. I mean, I'm, I'm not religious, but I, I'm no. aware of the, the liturgical calendar. And it seems like, yeah, it, it's the start and good God, don't we deserve some yes. festivity this year after the turgid year it's been for us all. Well, I, I think we deserve an early Christmas. I, indeed. And for the first time, and maybe we will jump straight into this, for the first time, certainly since Brianna, my daughter, was born, which is 15 years ago, we are staying in Tenerife for Christmas. Um, and that we took the decision in September, to be honest, long before there was talks of antigens, PCRs, quarantines. We just thought 
I have uh, my father's in his 80s. Um, infection rates jump up and down from country to country, and it just seemed a sensible decision to take way back then. So we're now we haven't worried about the decision. We're not looking at flights. We're not wondering how we're going to get anywhere. Instead, we're planning our first Christmas here, which is kind of fun. And luckily, she's old enough to appreciate. I mean, she's sad. I'm sad because there's nothing I like more than sitting around the open fire in my dad's living room with my sisters and my brothers-in-law and nieces and nephews um, singing along to West Side Story or singing in the rain. But I mean, <laughs> we can zoom that from here. Um, so we're, we're exactly. making a different kind of Christmas, you know, and we're going for, we've already arranged for a Christmas morning swim and a box of his breakfast with a couple of friends. So making new memories. And I think that's going to be really important this year for a lot of people here. I think it is for us. It's going to be, well, this whole, this whole holy year actually has been a, a taste of normality for us because it's the way we live anyway so it's really sobering sometimes to think of how this year has affected other people who really do do an awful lot of things but for us in terms of Christmas we do normally stay here when we see family we we do it at other times of the year because it's it's so much more expensive and crowded to travel around at this time of year and whether it's Germany or the UK where we would automatically end up if we were to go away for Christmas particularly the UK I think it's so commercialized now it, it's not a relaxing visit for us anyway no, no. so we would rather go at other times of the year you know maybe when it's autumn I, I love going in the autumn when it's a bit damp and the leaves are on the ground and I, I like the UK at that time of year so we, we don't really feel the need and after Germany in I think it was 2017 we went to Germany when our daughter-in-law said before we went over, this was just after Christmas, actually. It was, it was the end of December. And she said, when you come this year, we're having a bit of a cold snap. Now they live in Munich and cold, normal winters there are minus five. So when somebody from Munich says, we're having a bit of a cold snap, you know, it's actually freezing. And so one day I minus opened the door and it literally took my breath away. It was minus 17. Oh yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> the overriding um, impression I got from that visit actually was we were walking through taking one of the grandchildren to to a, a concert in the center of Munich and we walked past a homeless person out in the snow in minus 17 and you think how could anybody survive that and that was a, yet another type of Christmas so I think we are very lucky mm. to be spending or to be able to spend Christmas in a place like Tenerife yeah where uh, our cold snap at the moment is is 14 plus 14 degrees. Yeah, it's like, oh, I might actually put on a cardigan. Yeah. A cold <laughs> actually, you've said a very important thing as well, just mentioning homeless people, Janet, because we do know so many people, and we know, or we know of both, who are suffering greatly this year. Um, very much You know, much I, I have personal, well, we both have personal contact with Ken and Caroline, for instance, from Noah's Ark. Uh, and we know that they and our friend Paul Oakenfold from Focus have been working for months to feed people every day. And, you know, big shout out to them. There's people that's the helping hands. There's the Stephanie Tudge who's working with families. There are so many people, um, some of them foreigners, some of them residents, all of them working together, I think, who are doing so much for people 
here and in most of the shops certainly in any of the kind of i suppose the uk owned shops around tenerife you'll see a collection book at most of the tales no harm throwing a couple of pennies in there because even though we're staying here there'll be a lot of other people who won't even have that choice exactly um, I, I like what the supermarkets do at this time of year because apart from the money boxes <clears throat> they also sometimes have um big tubs that you can do. buy a couple of extra tins or a jar of or rice tubs. or yeah non-perishables and and as you're walking out of the shop you know you you've just done your shopping you've stuck a pack of rice in it's cost you another 80 cents or whatever and you just dump it in the box and that yeah. goes to somebody who who's perhaps got kids or maybe elderly i want you to come back actually and say of that list of people you were talking about one that i think we we might talk to at some point over one of the future canary casts is deepika harjani yes because she she was the consular officer until very recently but she's moved on now and she's a sort of a coordinator for um age concern so that is another area where over this time of year people are lonely Alone. very often. yeah sometimes they might have lost a partner um or they might be missing grandchildren who can't travel because of covid restrictions or whatever so her work at the moment with the elderly is, is actually really really important and she's okay. also helping them as age in Spain is generally with those who need to get paperwork still in order. Well, let's let's okay. invite her on during the month. Yeah, we can, to our we can podcast. have that on another time. I'm sure she'd be more than happy to come on and talk That's to us. That's a super idea. Because yeah, and I mean, anyone people... who has dealt with her or who had the good luck to have her dealing with them, whether it was applying for their TIEs or in any other matter when she was a consular officer, will know what a, she's not just a hard worker, she's a superstar, you know, she's one of those people <laughs> who just, turns her hand to do something and the next thing you know it's done and it's been handed over to you as a fair complete it's fabulous i mean they're, they're all they're all brilliant they're, yeah, they really are they really are in spain they are doing marvelous work particularly with um just 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 helping people and and being there as a a lifeline sometimes yeah speaking of of her and the consular officer um and i know janet you are inundated with calls, with emails, with texts and tweets. Are people finding it difficult to divide or split their concerns over COVID with their concerns over Brexit without going into detail? Are you finding that people are particularly anxious at this time of year about the two things converging? I don't know that they're particularly anxious. I honestly get the impression that there is a huge contingent of people out there who have not dealt with the fact that Brexit's happening. Okay. Some of them might think it happened in January, therefore it's all done and dusted, and not really been paying close attention to the fact that this year was a transition period in which everything that was needed to be done to be ready for full third country status had to be finished or at least started this year. I don't think they were engaging with that fully. Uh, others were convinced, I think, that the UK didn't really leave the EU on the 31st of January and that something would happen to stop it. Right. Uh, so... together. And I think they were expecting some sort of deus ex machina, sort of, you know, this thing at the end of a, of a, of a theatre production where the only solution for the chaos of the the storyline is that the God's hand comes down and plucks someone out. Rather than a Gilbert and Sullivan operetta where... Absolutely, we are not in Iolanthe. <laughs> I am the fairy. Um, 
<laughs> model of a modern <laughs> major prime minister. <laughs> I, I think that was the, the biggest group for me. Well, they knew we'd left in January. They knew they had the transition period, but they were convinced, and I can only call it exceptionalism, they were convinced that somehow things would be made all right for them as though Brexit had never happened because they were British and the EU needed them and therefore all the things we said would happen that would deprive them of certain rights and freedoms of movement and abilities to conduct trade sensibly and not have to have an international driving permit. All these things they said were project fear. I think they fully believed would be smoothed out and in the end they would see no difference to having okay. left the EU. And now, with a month to go, even the UK government is saying, um, you better get ready, people. And, and in yeah. fact, you might you might want to get ready with bells on because there might be a no trade deal as well. And, and um, the rest of us European residents here are kind of sometimes saying, almost with eyes of down, saying, but you've been told that this is what you've needed to do. Why did you not think that things were going to change? You're the answer is the EU. Yeah. The answer is easy because they were told by, in the main, the tabloid press. And I'm going to include the Daily Telegraph now in the red tops because it is no better than the, the tabloids. Only yesterday, the, da the Daily Telegraph hmm. was headlining with new rules imposed on Brits by the EU as a sort of punishment. But the Daily Telegraph was telling people that the 90 day and 180 rule was a new rule and a punishment on the UK for leaving the EU, when in fact it's always been in existence for non-EU countries. Um, so it's not new, it's old. And the only thing that's new is the UK is no longer in the EU at the end of the transition period, mm. won't be, yeah. um, have any connection with that. So it is a rule that we warned about, was dismissed as Project Fear. And now I think a lot of those who did a lot of rabble rousing and winding people up to hate the EU as an organization that was in some sort of evil empire and now having to justify the words. And the only way they can do it is to present existing known facts as some sort of malicious revenge being carried out on the poor British who only just wanted their freedom, you know. The, that this this small, lonely, isolated country surrounded by an evil empire. Oh no, hang on a sec. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right. Listen, we didn't want to get too political today because this is it's kind of our first foray into what is Christmas Canary Cast, Janet. Um, yes. And we, I mean, let's more or less, we look ahead to what we want to talk about over Christmas. One of the things I will try and do, because I still have my links to Adeche, is find out for our next podcast what is and what isn't happening over Christmas. Because um, things like parades, uh, Santa letter writing events, visits of three kings, so many of those events won't be happening or won't be happening as they previously did. But I know Adeche, which is where my focus is, will be working to create alternative events so that the children especially won't feel that there is no Christmas. I think it's, it, it is important this year, particularly this year, because things will be so different. And I think we do have to stress if there are any children listening to this, and it is possible that it's on in the background, that, um, you know, that they're in the background while mummy is listening to it or, or whatever. 
that it is important to say that the kings are, they, they always come to Tenerife on the evening, on the night of the 5th of January. Absolutely, of course they do. They deliver presents through the night, just like Santa Claus does in, in the UK and in America on the 25th of December. And apparently kings, they've all been vaccinated. Have they? That yeah. is good to know. Yeah. And yeah. The, they are given the magic key by the mayor of each municipio in, in Tenerife. The mayors give the kings a magic key so they can get into the houses. Now, there mightn't be this year, in fact, there won't be the parades like we are used to, the big cabalgatas, the, the big parades and processions with the kings on their camels throwing out sweets. They can't do it in those crowds no. anymore. So there'll be a few sm smaller parades, maybe. And many there'll be events be because the kings have there'll been be in touch with the king of Spain. Uh, yes. and all of the towns to actually ask them not to host huge events because exactly. they don't want to put the children in danger. And it's exactly. the same, exactly. apparently Santa Claus and his reindeers have already said as well, look, send letters, post your letters or give them to your mum or dad to post them. We'll get them. Exactly. And as we know, the Kings and Santa have always actually coordinated what they do in the Canary Islands. So the kids are going to be looked after. Exactly. And just remember those magic keys because they can come and they are coming and they will be able to deliver presents. And let's just hope we wake up to presents at the end of our beds and not a little lump of coal, which is what the naughty, naughty people get. Yeah, no, I, I hope I hope there will be a severe lack of coal. This kings, but that's that's a month away, Janet. But so it certainly is. But we we, we look at what's going on over the. We'll next, find out what's going on because I mean there will still be things going on. Christmas is still happening. I've noticed here in Adeke they've put up lights along more streets than they usually do. So they will probably be re-diverting funds that they would have had for some events into Indeed. making it more Christmassy in other ways. Indeed. Bear in mind, though, please do if you're planning Christmas events, pre-Christmas events, um, that there will be restrictions on numbers. On New Year's Eve, there will be a, a much earlier go-home time, and we will bring all of those kind of things to you. That information will start to collate, um, and we'll certainly podcast once a week, Janet. I think bring so. That kind I, of information. I, I just say about, about Christmas arrangements, there is talk that there will be possible curfews particular to christmas eve christmas day and maybe new year's eve exactly. but no arrangements and of course pedro sanchez is talking about as they are in the uk whether to limit between households or six people at a time of course in tenerife we have a slightly different situation because since we're in special measures with further restrictions, we are limited to six anyway yeah. in groups at the moment. And that looks like, well, it's certainly in place for the next fortnight. So it's very likely to be in place over Christmas. Yeah. But these details beyond that, they have not yet been confirmed. So although there's a lot of rumor going around, these are still plans. And as soon as they are confirmed, you and I will be able to confirm it on exactly. social media, on my website, on in the next podcast. And people can also, as usual, if they want to send us questions, um, this will be will be posting it on the focus of their head page. Um, oh. And uh, one thing we wanted to say for fun, if people want to send us their Christmas song specials, like their favorite Christmas carol, we'll certainly play one at the end of every podcast in December, which is tomorrow. So not today, but for our next podcast, which will probably be on Monday, next Monday, Janet. If we yes, aim for a week now. 
and if the demand is huge, we could go for two a week. <laughs> we'll we see can. Let's go. see how it goes. Let's see how especially, it goes. Especially one a week. Okay, but if people want to send, start sending us there. I mean, I can never choose between Fairy Tale of New York, which is apparently a bit politically on the sea or non-PC at the moment because of certain language used. I love. Well, I mean, I've always loved driving home for Christmas, even though I'm not driving home for Christmas. <laughs> Um, it's in fashion to be um, politically problematic at the moment. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's PC to be unaware or un uninfavor of un-PC. Oh. All right. Well, look, if you want, if people want to let us know what music they'd like to hear at the end of the podcast, send us in and we'll, you know, we'll kind of pick, pick favorites of ours. There will be no democracy here. <laughs> Songs that you and I want to hear, Janet. Absolutely, so we will. I just done the same thing with my website. Basically, reclaimed it for myself and serious readers from all the extraneous silliness that's going on right now. So yes, it is not a democracy. <laughs> it's most certainly Sorry. not a democracy. <laughs> this is but, our podcast, and yeah. we will more than happily play. It doesn't have to be pop songs or proper Christmas no. carol, even even seasonal funny songs, whatever people want to oh, hear. Oh yeah, we, we absolutely. We'll, yeah. we're, we're, we're interested in having a laugh and uh, I think next week I mean one of the things we haven't had time to talk about today is the rush to go back to the UK or to Ireland or the decision to stay here I mean I said I'm staying here but I just think okay my personal advice Janet enjoy what we have here for once we have this island kind of to ourselves and it's a glorious island and I'm advising, I'm saying to my family, my Christmas gift to you is that I'm not going to, to potentially infect you by traveling. Um, and their gift to me is that they will do the same. Uh, what I have said, though, is when I do finally get to Ireland, I want a turkey dinner. But, you know, <laughs> I'll ask. <laughs> what, what I liked this morning was Nicola Sturgeon, um, whom I admire. I, I know everybody has their own view of her, but I, I admire the woman. And she said that this year she was not having her parents with her for Christmas, that her advice to everybody was to give them the gift of not being together. And well, I, I agree with you and with Nicola Sturgeon. Let's, let's do it, but be sensible. Let's all be yeah. here next Christmas. How many of us still have all the members of our family around that we are lucky love. enough I, to have. How many I, of us I are lucky enough? I would love my parents back. I, oh, I, I would my, love my mother back. My parents back. died very young. My, my father was 51 when he died back in 1986. Mm. And I was a very young woman at the time. And my mum died in 97. So I haven't had my parents around for a very long time. And I wish I had. Yeah. But there are plenty of people there who maybe are missing one or other now, but who still have the other one. Let's not lose them as well no. by next Christmas. Exactly. It's we, we just have to grin and bear it and hope maybe if we start to grin and bear it, we might actually find that we do have a laugh. And 2020, we have the technology. But God, I'm, I'm being back to being titanium woman here. I was like, <laughs> I have the technology. No, but like I Zoom with my sisters every weekend and sometimes we can be two hours Zooming and I've probably spoken to them more than I ever have in years. And we'll have a Christmas table Zoom. I know we will. And it won't be the same because I'm here and they're there, but we can stay in touch and use that. I mean, being in touch with family doesn't have to, 
to not be part of Christmas. We're just not physically there, but in spirit we are, in love we are, in our hearts we are. So we're happy enough this year. Absolutely. And I, I think only older people, or certainly sort of our age and older, will remember the power cuts of the 1970s, where of an evening you'd just be sitting down and dinner would be on the table perhaps, and everything would go off and you'd think, oh God, no television, no light for dinner. You know, how long is this going to be off now? God, we cook with gas. <laughs> but by the time the evening was over and you'd lit all the candles and you'd sat around talking because the television wasn't on, by the time the lights went back on, everybody in the room would say, oh, yeah. they liked the fact of what had happened when they were forced to interact in a more meaningful way. And yeah. I think that's going to be like that for many this Christmas, yeah. that people are going to do it very differently, very quietly. And maybe they might just rediscover a meaning that had got lost in all the busyness of other Christmases. Yeah, I I don't, we don't need to spend so much money on things we don't need. What we need to do is spend time with each other and we can do that wherever we are. Yes, and like you say, it's all in the heart and that doesn't cost money. No. All right. Well, from my heart to yours, Janet, a big virtual hug. And mine to yours and to everybody who's listening. And See we'll you next talk, week. We'll talk next week. And please let us know what song you would like us to play out on. For now, we won't play out on anything because we leave it kind of that blank space at the end of the podcast because we want because the, the listeners to fill it in. Absolutely. We sort of said jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> God, don't say we're going to have to sing every day. <laughs> No, we'll save everybody that pain. I think so. It's early the days. We haven't even had a glass of wine, Janet. <laughs> well, you mightn't have. <laughs> Goodbye, Janet Hanscom. <laughs> Bye, Cleo. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.